Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. Hello, my health rebels, and welcome back to another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast. I am here to share from a space of love and a continued commitment to really offer value on this podcast. So every time you come, I want you to be able to walk away with something tangible, um, whether it's just a shift in perspective, which is huge, right, or in perception. You're deeper rooted in your heart, in your body, whatever it might be. I'm just here for that. So Today's conversation is around mental health, and I want to talk about this side of the spiritual work that, you know, (laughs) I notice we don't talk about often, right? And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here in this container with you. I'm so excited for this community. This podcast has almost 700 downloads, and I am in awe of the feedback that I receive consistently throughout the week and and how this has touched you and know that this podcast is it's a it's a form of expression for me but it is also for you so when you give me feedback when you interact and share with me what you want to hear more of who you want to have on the podcast it makes such a massive difference for to me okay so weird but I started saying podcast and my phone just gave me a notification that there's like a new NPR podcast and I'm like of course you did they're always listening All right. I share from experience most of the time because as a coach and spiritual practitioner, teacher, to me, as a student on the other side, I have always invested in coaches and teachers who literally walk their talk and do not try to hide the nitty gritty because I'll find it. (laughs) I have a one in my profile for human design. We are literally the researchers, the diggers. And we sense, we sense when someone is fully embodied in their work and when they are not. And I don't know about you. um, So I imagine that you're someone who you have a empathetic and like open intuition. Like you have a pretty good feel of your own awareness. Doesn't necessarily mean though that we're always practicing what we know would benefit us. And I would say These past couple of months, I continue to feel a deep pull to step into leadership in a way that I never have before. And it was almost like I felt like an imposter. Like, how could I do that? And what's really interesting is I've mastered like certain arenas and look at your life and look at some arenas where you're like, I can do that with my eyes closed, right? Like for me, personal training and group fitness, no big deal. I can walk into a a department store and like dress anybody. <laughs> Those are things I feel really masterful of. And I'm 
understanding that when we look at the ways in which we've mastered things in our life, there's something that's always kind of underlying that. And what I found is it's my ability to read and connect with people and create relationships out of thin air. Always, though, the most important relationship is going to be the one to ourselves. So the one with myself was really lacking. And one of my mentors, and I have a whole entire podcast episode around beginner's mind because it's true. Like It's really necessary to come back to beginner's mind all the time. Otherwise, it's like we can get a spiritual ego saying, like, I already know, right? I've already conceptualized this, but have we deeply embodied the lessons that we're here to learn? Um, And a big one for me recently has been choosing my standards and my non-negotiables for my life. And last night, I was writing out what I really want in relationships, in my business, in my lifestyle, and it was like this weird churning in my intestines. And I was like, what is happening here? Why am I getting so freaked out over this? And what came to me was, I am a little bit afraid of the woman that I have to become to really call those things in. You know, when we really deeply want something, it's almost like the fear of actually having it is like, can be so great. And so I checked in with my thoughts. And since December, I talked to you guys about that ego death where things were just like shedding like crazy. I don't, I don't know what's been going on in the ethers, but it has felt like acceleration time. Like I'm writing things down in my journal and they're literally popping up in my life within a few weeks. I'm just like, okay, yes. Here, I do believe that we are the co-creators of our life. We're working with the energies of this world already. And we came to remember that we had that power all along. As you know, I'm from Kansas. I love the Wizard of Oz. Dorothy goes through all these trials and tribulations, and so do the Tin Man and the Lion and the Scarecrow, only to find out that they had it all, all along. And I really believe that, yet something I was discussing with a friend yesterday when I was at Optimize in in the sauna, this is why I love this community, let me tell you something, go to Vortexes where there are people who speak your language. If you're like me, and you really are like embodying and living a lifestyle that deeply honors your human and your spirit, go where people celebrate that. Go where people understand that, where you don't have to like translate for for them. You know, that's not going to be every arena in your life, yet have a couple spaces like that. This is what I do every time I move to a new town. I find my people and I find them quickly. I literally go to meetup.com and look up like, where are the spiritual happenings? What are people doing around here? I will attend events and it's just like dating. If you want to be in a relationship, you got to get out there and you got to do the things. If you want a connected community of people that are in the same, you know, vibration, experience, desires of their future as you, you got to go to the places. You got to put yourself out there. So that has a lot to do with this conversation around mental health because I went to a retreat with my mastermind May of last year in Austin, Texas. And at the beginning, I'm actually looking at the crystal now, it's on my desk. Uh, We were all gifted um, an envelope with like a beautiful saying on it and a crystal and we picked it ourselves. So she didn't assign them to us. When I opened mine, it said, remember, your mind creates your reality. And 
it really hit me then because I was navigating something really difficult at the time. It felt very difficult. Now looking back, I'm like, I have a level of awareness that really broadens and expands that. Yet I was reminded of that lesson again these past couple of weeks, or I guess like a month and a half really, where I had to start getting really clear on the thoughts that I was going to entertain and the ones that I just was not. No longer was I going to say I was not ready. No longer was I going to entertain that anxiety that was starting to rise up in my body. And so here's where spiritually fit becomes such an important practice in, I believe, the evolution of humanity. As we go forward, we cannot deny what we feel in our bodies, but it is truly an indicator of where you're at. Pain that you feel, fear, frustration, anger, bitterness, resentment. These are attached and literally the byproducts of thoughts, of what you are feeling. Now, the most important part of this is making a decision on what you are going to entertain. You know, of that story, there are two wolves inside of you. One is fear and one is faith. The one that survives is the one that you feed. Now, there is a necessity for fear, right? It's our, I'm going to say it wrong, our amygdala. Amygdala, amygdala, a little bean-shaped part of our brain that is the ancient wisdom of our bodies, and it continues forward. Yet your work, our work, is to become the masters who say, I recognize this, I see this, I feel it alive in my body. I'm going to honor that and give it some attention so that way it can move through, but I am not going to become it. And all of the, if all of this is sounding like a little esoteric or like hard to connect with, you know, this is really what meditation is all about. And I think even deeper than that is the work being done with the nervous system, whether it's through somatic breath work, whether you're working on the vagus nerve, our nervous system can make something feel so real. Absolutely. The cool side and the flip side of this, if we want to talk a little bit more about the positive, is you can actually circumvent this system and use it to your advantage. And that's where I tend to see, if you haven't been doing this work, I lose people in my excitement and enthusiasm. I know that visualization is literally how everything is created. One of my favorite mystics I've ever studied, I, you can probably hear the excitement in my voice, is Neville Goddard. I love, he's an American mystic, and he was always like, you're in control, you get to decide. So sit down and he would be like, if you want something to go a certain way, now obviously there's free will. So if we're talking like in an experience with another person, you get to sit and create that experience in your mind of how would you feel? What would that look like? Um, he has this one great story that he talks about all the time and he, he has it through multiple different experiences. And one of them is there's this woman who is fighting with her mother. And all she wants is an apology from her mom. Like, in her mind, her mother has wronged her. She, she just wants to hear an apology. So for, I think it was 30 or 40 days, she literally would sit down in an armchair, calm her body, and she would visualize herself going down to the mailbox, opening up a letter from her mother, and it's saying, that, I mean, he was, by the way, a mystic, like, back in the day when there were no emails <laughs> or text messages. So 
he would open up the, she would open up the letter and she would read the words that she so longed to hear from her mother and she would give that to herself. Now, this is where sometimes people will be like, well, isn't that spiritual bypassing or, you know, um, numbing out to the true experience? Yet, I don't know about you, but I know that this 3D reality is an illusion. <laughs> and I'm here to become the master of the energetics around me. And I honestly feel that the greatest fear we have is in recognizing our responsibility, our ability to respond to that challenge and say, where have I been allowing my thoughts to just drag me down into the dumps? And, you know, sometimes, and this is what I'm going to share with mine, BT dubs. Let me go back to that story real quick because y'all know how I like to go all over the place. Um, she ended up getting that letter. She ended up getting that letter from her mother. What? How crazy, right? And it was almost to the T what she wrote. I think I've told you before of the story of when I was seeking forgiveness between um, some people who were very important in my life. And I did the Ho'oponopono prayer every single day, religiously, multiple times a day, where I was like, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. It was the last time I blacked out in anger. And it was July 2017. It was such a traumatic experience. And I just saw them coming forward constantly over and over and over. And I would hold their hands and I would just be like, can we get through this? Can we move past this? I finally had this day. I was getting ready to go out for a hike. And I told my partner at the time, this is just weighing so heavy on me. It's been eight months and I just don't. I don't know that I can live my life. I would rather be happy than right. And I went to go for this hike. And before I could step out the front door, I felt this like immediate cracking open of my heart. And it was like oozing love and forgiveness. And like, I couldn't stop crying. And it was really my forgiveness of how I had responded and my desire to be forgiven by them. But understanding that if they never did, it was okay. I just wanted us to move on in our life. And I sent an email out. First, I called them. They did not answer. Not a surprise from our last conversation. And then I sent an email out. And I didn't get an email for three days. But what I did get was that they were actually more ashamed of the way that they showed up, that they felt like they couldn't reach out to me. They felt embarrassed to reach out to me because I had been pushed to my brink. I'm a pretty open and compassionate person. I am not perfect by any means, but I've been pushed to a level of like that button still existed and I didn't even know. And so reading that, I was like, wow, the miscommunication here. Like, I really believe that life is too short to just let things go sometimes, you know, and, and there are certain experiences where it's like, it takes time maybe for, for other people to come around. So I just kept seeing forgiveness for us. And now we have such an incredibly strong relationship. And there are people that are wildly important to me. So I don't like to always share, especially when it's like, you know, super close relationships, family, friends, things like that, because not everybody gets a say on what's publicly shared. And so, you know, I like to keep it a little bit private. But I just wanted to share that with you, that it does work. I am living, breathing proof. So going back to mental health and taking control of your thoughts. 
these past few days, I have definitely woken up with some anxiety. And I have recognized a lot of my childhood in the inconsistency in the people that I deeply, you know, look to as my guardians. It created a nervous system dysregulation of like, what am I doing wrong? The first thoughts. What did I do wrong? How could I have fixed it? How could I have done better? And what I'm unlearning now is, and what I'm truly really stepping into is you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. And what is meant for you will not pass you by, you know? And I I want you to feel like, can you take that in for a second? Like if you really believed that what is meant for you will not pass you by, you just, you put your head down and you do your work and you take care of you and you show up in love and you show up in your truth. It will not pass you by. Yet my mental health had really started to struggle. I was starting to... um, get multiple UTIs, which is a sign of some relapsing in the inflammation in my body. And while I was scared to see it, I looked at it because remember, these are all signals. This is all information. If you really tap into your body and you create this relationship that we've been talking about in many of these episodes, she, he, however you identify, they will tell you when shit is awry. You can convince yourself as much as you want otherwise, but it will manifest in the body one way or another, and it will share with you where you're denying something. So I decided at the beginning of this week or a few days ago, I don't even remember because it's only Tuesday, so it had to have been like a, a few days ago. I decided to take out alcohol, refined sugars, caffeine, meat, uh, and I think that's it from my diet just for like 10 days. And to recommit to movement because especially the month of January, I don't know what it was. I think it was just, I filmed all these videos in December for my upcoming eight-week course and I was just like burnt. (laughs) I was exhausted and tired and I really, I actually want to go back and I think refilm a lot of those videos because I don't love the energy in which I showed up in. And this is a part of leadership is saying like, you know what? I'm going to do it again because I truly believe that in service, what I put out into this community is wildly important, that it be at the level and at the caliber and at the standard that I would want, right? So I started writing out the thoughts that were like deeply circling over and over and over, and they were so entrenched with worth. I didn't feel worthy to speak up for my needs. I didn't feel worthy to step into the arena and say, I'm ready to run another retreat. I'm ready to open my own brick and mortar business. I'm ready for a fucking new car, you guys. (laughs) I am. And who do I have to become? Because that me can't lay in bed ruminating about what could have been, what I had hoped would be in my life. Something happens for some women, and I am one of those women, where it's like I hit my 30s, I wasn't in a relationship I wanted to be in, and I didn't know if I wanted kids or whatever, and it's like as soon as I did know, though, it's like all of a sudden I could hear like a consistent ticking in the background of like, must have babies, must get married, and so I'm like, yeah, whoever's ready, I'm ready, (laughs) and it became less of like, is this person right for me, and more of like, you seem willing, and so... I started to notice that like what was becoming my focus 
wasn't necessarily in a timeline that is suitable for like just me in general to bring to life every single thing. We can't birth. I mean, you can birth multiple babies at the same time. Yet, if you're a creative visionary, right, and you're in the middle of of gestating something and creating something, like I really, this year is expansion. My goal is to really help hundreds of women expand into these next level versions of yourself because I feel that physically that call I was literally driving last night to go pick up pad thai and I saw one of my clients like her face popped up in my vision and she had said some really kind words to me on our last call and I don't know why I just started crying and I was like thank you like really I just was overwhelmed with like the love I have for the people who choose to be in my life and who choose to work with me like oh I am so honored. It's crazy. Yet here I was waking up, feeling anxiety and wrestling thoughts. And, you know, coming from a fitness trainer like background, I remembered that like, I don't have to be those thoughts anymore. How can you kill something? Take your energy away. Take your attention away. When you take your attention away from something, it will either resolve itself or it will wither and it will die. And that energetic experience will no longer be alive. And so these, these conversations of worth that were like, and I want to share this because it's so easy to see me on Instagram, like at the gym. And I shared today on my um, stories that me at the gym is not always what you think. It's not always me being like, mm, can't wait to get those abs. It's literally, I am working through something mentally and emotionally. And so I want you to take some time to pull out a pen and paper. Maybe you go on the notes on your phone and really write out like what heals your mental health? What gets you into a shifted state? And it's not going to be motivation that gets you there. It's going to be a discipline and a desire to feel better. And sometimes the suffering has to be great enough. Like I couldn't hear myself say one more time that I didn't deserve to be at that next level. I couldn't hear it one more time. And so I looked at the fear very tangibly, and I don't know how you maybe navigate your conversation with you, but I just said, God did not place me on this earth to be afraid of what anyone else is going to think of me because there are people who are ready for my guidance, for my wisdom and expertise right now. And that's who I'm here to serve. And everybody else I literally could care less if they think I'm weird or woo-woo or out there. Okay, I'm not for you. Resonance is not personal. So notice when there are things happening in your life that are shedding for a lot of my clients. The conversation, by the way, we're in the Leo full moon, which is tomorrow. It's all about sovereignty. It's about enthusiasm. It's about romance and all the beautiful things that Leo can bring to the table. What are you willing to do as a sovereign being? And, you know, I'll share a quote that one of my mentors used to share from Marian Williamson's book, um, A Woman's Worth, is the difference between a slave girl and a queen, and we're talking mentality here. So being a slave to your thoughts, 
or being a queen within yourself is you remember you have a choice. We have a choice to either entertain the thought, indulge in it. Look, I'm going through something emotionally this week. I'm allowing myself to indulge in it a few times a day, you know, for maybe a couple minutes if the feeling arises and I just feel like I need to cry it out or I need to feel into it and release and grieve or whatever, then I let that happen. But I'm not going to stay there and poke the wound and I'm not going to lay in bed all day. On occasion, we need that, you know? But I understood that if I got out and I got moving, it would heal what was going on with my heart and with my mind. Because fitness is such a tangible experience. Like I've yet to have a client be like, man, I absolutely regret that workout. Man, I absolutely regret having meditated with you. (laughs) You know, like trust. You will feel completely different. Yet understand that sometimes what really is holding us back is our this inner disagreement on what it's going to take to get there and if we're willing. So you've got to be willing to trust yourself, to set boundaries like a mother. And I really mean that. Boundaries are hard, especially if you were raised as a girl who is to be polite and pretty and accepting and love everyone. And I see this a lot with spiritual practitioners is we want to be accepting and we want to be kind. Like, yeah, do that. And also take care of yourself. And sometimes the kindest thing you can do is set a standard and set a boundary and say, I do not stand for this. This is a non-negotiable for me. That's just, I don't live there. So hopefully you got out that pen and paper and you're writing down the ways in which you feel highly supported mentally and emotionally. And then write a line down the middle and say, what am I committed to? What am I declaring? Because it's my choice to stay in this funk or not. And let me tell you, my nervous system regulation work that I've been doing, it literally feels so alive in my body, I can actually feel myself shaking in fear sometimes. It's wild. And so it takes work to slow my breath and bring it down into my belly. It takes strengthening that faith muscle because for years I lived out of fear. For years I feared violence and, you know, blow-ups. And so I created a shell around myself to protect myself. But there's a time where what got you through survival is not going to get you into thriving. You know, what got you there is not going to get you to the next place. What got you here is not going to, what's going to get you there. So I wanted to touch on mental health because it is something that's very loud in my family. I am, you know, one of the few who takes nothing. I take absolutely nothing. And I definitely have my ups and downs and my experiences of like, man, what would it be like to maybe take the edge off? I'm just out here raw dog in life. <laughs> like no medications. I take when my body is in inflammation and she's having panics, I take out the things that most people utilize to numb. I take out alcohol, I take out caffeine. Um and I I work to soften and accept. And if this is work that you're like I'm really desiring doing, I want to step out of just surviving. I have a masterclass this Saturday at, oops, sorry, my bad, this Sunday. I'm doing it at 10 a.m. 
my time. So it's 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it is all about the three blocks towards weight loss. And trust me, it's not just about weight loss. Trust me. Mental health is a big part of, you know, when I worked in studios all the time, people would say, well, I don't know if I want to commit yet because I just don't know if I'll actually, you know, show up for the classes. And I said, so you're literally saying you won't commit to yourself, to to your next level, to your health. If you really paint it out black and white when you don't want to do the things and you just kind of like get out there and boss yourself, you're actually saying that you're okay denying yourself. And I have mamas who listen in on here. So I want to share with you that when you take the time, even if it's just 10 minutes, to move, to connect, to be with yourself. I had a client today. We literally just went through a quick meditation because I could feel the overwhelm in her body. I could hear it in the tone of her voice. Her face was like a different person 10 minutes later. We have to have a pattern interrupter. You got to be the one to interrupt your own patterns or you're going to have the same results a month from now. I'm not just talking about your weight. I'm talking about your mental health. I'm talking about everything. To create new neural pathways You have to stop that one highway that's been going from thought to fear, thought to pain, thought to anger, thought to resentment. You're ultimately coming into your queen energy and saying, I have a choice here and I choose to stop feeding that highway. So that way it gets demolished and I'm creating a new one. There's enough research in neuroscience to say that we have the opportunity to change that. And a ton of other research around heart and mind coherence and things that we'll go over in other episodes. But I wanted to just share this with you today because I know it's that time of year where maybe you set some New Year's resolutions and you're just kind of like, dang, where am I? And what do I really want out of this year? And I'm, I'm literally, what do you want out of this year? Not what are you going to take? Not what are you going to settle for? Not what is, this is just the way it is. You're not here for that. You're not here to live a mediocre life. You're to step in, even if it's just a baby step, even if you just crawl. You're here to do that. And I'm so excited to support you. I hope to see you at the masterclass on Sunday. And until then, continue to support yourself, be there for you, be your greatest love in this week of lovers. And of course, I am sending you so much love. All right, Health Rebels, thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast, where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever, tag me in it. I would love to reshare and we can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much and I would be incredibly honored if you would review, obviously, authentically and honestly, whatever is on your heart. And of course, subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything. So until next time, cheers to your inside games. See you then.